Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I'm talking to the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District, Steve Pierce. Steve, I can't help but notice some hypocrisy here. You know, last Monday, President Biden, and I'm glad he did this, he, because of this new variant in the COVID virus in South Africa, he banned travel from South Africa and seven other African countries to the United States so the virus doesn't spread. No one says a word. They think it's great. When President Trump, as you recall, it was January of 2020, he banned travel from China because that's where the COVID virus originated, and he was called a racist. So why isn't President Biden then a racist for doing the same thing to African countries? The answer is because the mockingbird media, the mainstream media, just is in the pockets of the Democrat Party. They are just a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. So, of course, they're not going to say anything. Here's what President Biden had to say about travel bans when he was running for president in 2020. But neither should we panic or fall back on xenophobia. Labeling COVID-19 a foreign virus does not displace accountability for the misjudgments that have been taken thus far by the Trump administration. Let me be crystal clear. The coronavirus does not have a political affiliation. It will infect Republicans, independents, and Democrats alike. And it will not discriminate based on national origin, race, gender, or zip code. It will touch people in positions of power, as well as most vulnerable in our society. And it will not stop. Banning all travel from Europe or any other part of the world may slow it, but as we've seen, it will not stop it. I don't believe, by the way, that President Biden did this for racist reasons, nor do I believe President Trump did. It's just interesting, as you said, how the media only accuses one side of being a racist. To follow on with that, you've got the drama last week with Representative Gosar, where he retweeted a video that somebody had made up. Yes. and They had an image of him doing something. Then this week, Representative Lauren Boebert, she was talking about Representative Ilan Omar, who a lot of evidence showed that she had married her brother. The FBI actually was in receipt of DNA package from both, and then it indicated with 90% certainty that Yes, they were siblings. And the uh, FBI's response was, no, this is uh, past the statute of limitations. Wink, wink, we can't look at it. And so Bobert makes his comments, and now then the same thing is happening to her that happened to Representative Gosar. They're trying to censure her, and they're also trying to pull her off the committees. And so then, exactly like you're talking about in the entry of this program, just the hypocrisy, Representative Fazio this last week was caught on a hot mic in the committee hearing, during the committee hearing, and he is referring to one of the fellow committee members as a effing a-hole, and nothing's being done to strip him of committees or hold him accountable. No potential censure. And so just the same thing you're pointing out, that the media acts one way when it's Democrats, a completely different way when it's Republicans, and the Democrats do that themselves. They have one standard of ethics for themselves and another standard for all the rest of the people. The Supreme Court will be looking at abortion restrictions was heard on Wednesday of this week, and it is the largest threat, the most serious threat to Roe versus Wade in 30 years. Now, remember that because of Trump, there is a 6-3 conservative majority on the court, and if 
the decision of a lower court is overturned. This case originated in Mississippi, and a lower court put restrictions on the ability of the lawmakers to change the law. And if it is overturned, then up to 26 states will have complete bans or serious restrictions to all kinds of abortion. And so this is a watershed moment in this case of Roe versus Wade that has caused so many abortions, over 50 million babies aborted while they're still alive. And it's one of the greatest tragedies in American and in world history. And it is all done supposedly legally. So the Supreme Court now hearing that. The Supreme Court is expected to rule on this sometime this summer. When President Trump was president, he was talking about how important it was voting for a Republican, not just as president, but to choose judges. And we're seeing the results of that now. And not just the Supreme Court, but he installed over 200 other federal judges, which many of those positions were left vacant by President Obama. And so he just opened the door for Trump to put in a lot of conservative justices across the nation. And of course, that's going to be one of the longest lasting legacies of the Trump administration of a lot of good things he did. That's going to be very, very high on the list of accomplishments that one term that he did serve. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Those are the people that we have to register our guns with, and I understand they're doing something, well, what, a little underhanded? Yeah, there is a representative, Mike Cloud, a Republican from Texas, has gotten 50 other members to sign a letter sounding alarm that the ATF is actually quietly working to insert new rules into the laws, not through Congress, not through changing the Constitution, but just quietly behind everybody's back. And they're trying to change the process by which any gun registration is discarded after 20 years. They're going to start holding them, which is going to be a de facto gun registration, a permanent gun registration. And so that's what oversight is about. It's one of the more critical functions of our U.S. Congress. And so it's refreshing to see that this oversight capability is still going on. Attorney General Garland, of course, is under fire for declaring that the parents going to school board meetings were terrorists. And then he declared in front of the hearing that it wasn't. And then that memo surfaced later that uh, showed the email where, yes, they were actually targeting parents. And so firestorms around the Justice Department, ATF is part of that. And it looks like that uh, Merrick Garland is simply overextending his legal capabilities, the same as President Biden is doing. So we'll see where it goes. But uh, thankfully, the watchdogs are hard at work in Congress. I saw where President Biden wants to change how oil companies pay for drilling on federal land. Actually, what he wants to do is charge them more. And uh, now I never went to Harvard, but basic economics tells me if you charge the oil companies more, the oil companies aren't going to absorb those costs. They're going to pass them along and we'll be paying more at the pump if he does that. Absolutely. That's the way it works. Corporations never pay taxes. It's individuals who pay taxes. The corporations simply pass them along. And Joe Biden has done exactly that. He's increased the royalty rate from 12.5% to 16.5%. And it's going to make a big difference in the ability of companies to explore in certain areas. You know, it's a financial evaluation when you're going to drill a well. You look at the risk. You look at the potential payout. You look at the wells that are in that 
area, how much are they producing, and you just try to calculate the best you can if you'll ever pay for it. Well, this means that another 4 or 5% of the projects nationwide are not going to be drilled because they're no longer productive. We're already seeing sky-high prices in gasoline, so this is one more move by the Biden administration to choke down the drilling on public lands, and it's going to affect nationwide. It'll affect the consumer, but also in New Mexico, it's going to affect us dramatically. About half of New Mexico's production comes off of federal lands. Recall that Joe Biden put a moratorium on selling leases on public lands. The courts then blocked him from doing that, saying he had no right to do it. But the environmental community is going crazy over the fact that all he is doing is increasing the royalty rates instead of shutting down all drilling on federal land. We're dealing with radicals in the Democrat Party right now who would shut down all industry relating to oil and gas, coal mining. They have no concept of where we get our power from. 50% of our electricity comes from coal, another 20% from natural gas. So you're looking at over 70% of being at risk under this administration. Imagine what gasoline prices would be if the environmentalists have their way with Joe Biden the way they're pushing to have right now. I have a theory, and I'm not talking about Democrats per se, but the far progressives to say that, look, we tried capitalism. It didn't work. We have to switch to socialism now. The socialism has failed in every country where they've tried it. That's just because uh, they didn't do it right, Steve. Remember, that's what they tell you. They, yeah, those yeah, other countries know, didn't yeah. do it right. we got uh, socialists in this country that are really smart. They're much smarter than all the millions of socialists that have gone on before that have tried every different direction to spend more than you make, to take money from the rich and give to the poor. None of that actually ever works. And what happens is that the economy simply go broke, systems go broke, the USSR being one of the great examples where the whole system just basically collapsed. Ronald Reagan set that in motion. He was just very successful in collapsing their economy. They couldn't hold up. And we've seen other countries, uh, Venezuela's more recent, Cuba, back in the 50s, converted from one of the most prosperous free markets over to communism, socialism, and they haven't had jobs since the 50s. Right now, the empty shelves in Venezuela, they're a demonstration of what socialism brings us. And so the fact that our socialists are smarter than all the other world's socialists, I'm not willing to bet my ranch on that. And Cuba, you're right, it was a free market, but it... Batista was very corrupt, and that's why people wanted to change there. And unfortunately, they changed the wrong way. And what do we see in our country now? A lot of corruption, too. So I, I worry that we could go that direction. Steve Pierce and I will be back with more in just a moment on Inside New Mexico. Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. And Steve, we were talking about prices going up. It's affecting our farmers as well. Tell us how. 
Well, the farmer is the basic supplier of food. We feed much of the world because of the techniques of our farming. We're able to get more production per acre than anywhere in the world. We're able to raise better beef than anywhere in the world. And so our farmers are the key to food production, which food production is the key for everything that families need. But back in the 1970s, the farmer used to get, out of every dollar, the farmer would get 35 cents. And that was basic equilibrium to where the risk for growing the crops and the drought and animals dying before they go to market, all of those things that farmers are faced with, the 35 cents out of every dollar helped offset their costs. Well, that 35 cents in the decades since the 70s has shrunk now to 14 cents, and the farmers are saying, no more, we're not going to stand it. Basically, the, the market is not a free market in agriculture. You've got three or four very large producers in pork, three or four very large producers in chicken, the same thing in beef. And so the farmers have put up $300 million to fight this corrupt government slash corporate control of the system, and they're going to build their own plants to process their own beef. Now, here in New Mexico, we have millions of beef cattle every year sent to market, and so you can imagine if the farmer is getting double and almost 250% of what they're getting right now, then that industry is going to be much more stable. So this effort is going to potentially have great effect on New Mexico's economy, making us a stronger, more stable economy if that agriculture segment is more stable and has more reward for the risk that they're taking. I see the Chinese continue to send warplanes over Taiwan. They've made no secret that they believe the Taiwan is part of China and they want it back. I think Samsung is planning on building a chip plant here. I think they see what's going to happen. Are we prepared to go to war with China to keep Taiwan from going back to China? Now, Trump laid down some really strong markers toward uh, China, and Biden started reversing those as soon as he got in office. As the Chinese communists are evaluating Joe Biden, they're saying that he doesn't have the will to contest them, either in military terms or trade terms or in sanctions or any other way. So this encroachment of military aircraft into the Taiwanese airspace is a very serious thing. You know, I flew in the military, we flew around the world, and then I flew my own plane around the world back in 2016, these ADIZ, the ADIA zones, the Air Defense Identification Zones, every country has them and you have to call before you enter them, you have to have clearance before you enter them, and they better be talking to you or they'll scramble jets with the potential of lethally shooting you down. And so when the Chinese started encroaching across the Taiwanese ADIAs, then it's a very serious international problem and one that the Chinese are simply exploring how much they can get away with. So this 27 planes that crossed this last Sunday was a combination of fighters, bombers, nuclear-capable bombers. And so it was not just like Sunday afternoon flyers out uh, crossing the ADIAs. Since October the 1st, the Chinese have had more than 150 of their aircraft fly into this airspace. And what it's doing is escalating the potential for conflict. Taiwan does not want to become a part of China, and the world doesn't want 
Taiwan to become a part of China. You remember that China took over Hong Kong, and that was basically to give them, in one fell swoop, control of one of the largest financial centers in the entire world. Well, what is going on with their attempts to take over Taiwan is they will take over much of the world's telecommunication, and so it will bring advancements that their industry couldn't make for decades. And so that very hostile approach to Taiwan is a serious problem for the entire world. I think they were watching what happened in Afghanistan to decide how to judge what President Biden will and won't do. If he won't contend with a bunch of ragtag terrorists, he surely is not going to contend with the Chinese military, which the latest attack submarines that they've built are faster quieter and more lethal than ours. They've been building their military for decades, and we have been basically pushing back through military force in very quiet ways, but now they are evaluating that Biden doesn't have the nerve to do that. As I recall, President Trump was building our military up. He was, and $85 billion worth of that military buildup was left in Afghanistan. It was a sickening process. Millions of rounds of ammunition. They had sniper rifles. They had 50 caliber machine guns. They had all of the millions of rounds for each one of those. They had helicopters with the latest technology on them. The Chinese got their hands on the latest technology that we have. They get it free of charge, no research, no development. That's what Biden gave to them. It was abysmal. Plus, there were pallets of $100 bills, probably three or $400 million in cash that, that was just left there. They didn't even bother to burn it. The chaos in the Biden administration is abysmal. I see there is a town in New Mexico that is encouraging people to be armed at city council meetings. That's a very interesting approach. I guarantee you there'll be no criminals firing guns at those council meetings. Yeah, Stancy in New Mexico, the mayor, Nathan Dow, he says that rural New Mexico is tired of being stepped on and walked around. He's referring, to obviously, to the recent action by the legislature to prohibit the carrying of firearms into the state capitol. And so he just got with the council and they passed a resolution that you can't come into their meetings unless you're fully armed. It was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but Estancia in New Mexico has made national news with its move. But he's saying fully armed could mean that you're just intellectually fully armed to know your rights and to know what the dangers are. And so it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but also one that was designed to get attention. Well, he's gotten attention. Good for him. It's just like the ranchers pushing back. It's just like the people pushing back around the world to the mask mandates, to the vaccine mandates. People are fed up with this top-down approach from government. They're fed up with the mandates. They're fed up with losing their freedom over something that's not working. The most heavily vaccinated places in the world and in this country, the cases are skyrocketing. You can look at the U.S. Our cases are rising. We're 80 percent vaccinated. Gibraltar's 100 percent vaccinated and their cases, again, are skyrocketing. Portugal has one of the highest vaccine rates in the entire world. Again, their cases are out of control. Vermont is the most vaccinated state in the U.S., and their cases are skyrocketing. Colorado mirrors the national average. Their cases are skyrocketing. And meanwhile, the mask mandates, if vaccination is not going to work, then we're told that the mask mandates are going to work. And so you see Colorado imposing brand-new mask mandates, Uh, California is absurd. Uh, You have to wear a mask indoors, even members of your own family coming in. 
parts of the world are canceling Christmas because they don't think you should be there joining family. Copenhagen study that was recently done says that masks are minimally beneficial, uh, maybe not at all. You remember Fauci had said that they are not effective now, and he's kind of reversed that position. You're going to have the billions of masks in landfills and in the oceans trashing up our environment, all for no gain at all. And yet when the vaccine mandate doesn't work, then they're going to impose more mask mandates. So in the American Thinker, again, taking a nice, strong article on November the 22nd, take a look at that. Steve Pierce and I will be back in just a moment with more on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil employers to learn more. We are back on Inside New Mexico as I continue my discussion with Chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce, to how we started the program with President Biden shutting down travel from where this new Omicron variant came from in Africa. There's a doctor who discovered the Omicron variant, slams the hype on the travel ban. I thought that was interesting. If you can play that clip, let our listeners hear it because she's saying that, wait, This is not actually that dangerous of a variant. The travel restrictions are way, way overreactions. Looking at the mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. I also checked with the hospital, some of the hospitals in my area, And one of the biggest hospitals, they only have one patient currently that's COVID positive on a ventilator, and they don't even know whether it's COVID, uh, you know, it's Delta or whether it is um, Omicron related. We acknowledge that it might change going forward. But the hype that's been created currently out there in the media and worldwide doesn't correlate with the clinical picture Um, And it doesn't warrant to just cut us off from any traveling and ban South Africa as if we are the villains in the whole process. It should not be like that. Again, you have people trying to justify radical actions on the part of government, then they're going to use any excuse they can. You remember that congressman from Illinois later became mayor of Chicago, saying that we can't waste any emergency, that you can't uh, waste any crisis. You have to take the maximum political gain possible out of it. That's what the Democrats are trying to do with COVID and uh, this new Omicron variant that's come out. Thank you, Steve. Steve Pierce, the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico. We are seeing more and more people of Spanish heritage switching from the Democrat Party to the Republican Party. Dinah Vargas did that. She does a talk show on a local station in Albuquerque. She ran for state representative in District 10 back in 2020. She didn't win. But that's not discouraging her. I had a chance to talk with her about being Hispanic and a Republican. You know, in New Mexico, you're born Democrat and baptized Catholic. And I was both of those. And then I just had this huge awakening, if you will, not an awakening, but maybe a clarity 
Maybe I saw the light, not quite sure, but I changed my party affiliation and I couldn't be happier. Was there a single incident that happened that said, wait a minute, I don't agree with this anymore? What what happened that made you actually go fill out the form to change parties? Well, actually how it happened was I had to renew my driver's license. So I end up at the DMV. And for whatever reason, the DMV, which is state run, is now in charge of part of your voting record. And so one of the questions on the kiosk asked if it says you are registered Democrat. Is this correct? Question mark. And I said, "Eh, I don't know that I am anymore because I've been socially and politically active for like the last 10 years in a variety of ways. And then when I became really politically active, like working on campaigns and then eventually running for office, I started identifying the platform, the Republican and the Democrat, their platforms and what they stood for. And that was the moment that I realized that it doesn't matter if the person you're voting for is a good person. It's that they will always vote in the spirit of their platform. And what was a turning point for me and I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, is a life issue. I could not believe that Albuquerque, New Mexico was a late-term abortion capital of the nation, meaning up to the day of birth at nine months. It just, I just couldn't believe it. So I changed my party affiliation based off of that. Did you have any retribution? Was your, any of your friends or family upset with you about that? Um, some people, sometimes they don't understand. They go, I can't believe you're... A Republican because the narrative that's instilled in the mindset is that Republicans are a certain way. And honestly, they're not. They're average people. They're not all rich. They're not all white. I say crusty old white guy, but you catch my drift. No, that is the stereotype. That's the stereotype. I was born and raised in New Mexico, come from a long line of family members who have been New Mexicans forever. And as New Mexicans, we are naturally conservative. And so... The Republican Party best mirrored my values. I believe in America. I believe in this country. I believe in God Almighty, but acknowledge that you have the right to believe in whoever you want to believe in. I don't believe in socialism or communism or anything like this. And I believe in families, man, woman, child in that natural order. But I acknowledge the gray areas. And I I'm just haven't been too happy with the Democratic Party because I feel like It's been taken over by a bunch of outsiders who have no clue what it means to be New Mexican. That's Dinah Vargas, who does a daily program Monday through Friday on our affiliate in Albuquerque, KDAZ 96.9 FM. If you are feeling the same way as Dinah and maybe thinking it's time to change parties, the Republican Party would certainly like to hear from you. You can find out more about what the Republican Party of New Mexico does by going to the website. The address is newmexico.gop. The party also has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at newmexicogop. Maybe you'd like to do what Dinah Vargas did and run for office as a Republican in 2022. You can get information on that by calling party headquarters in Albuquerque at 505 508-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We look forward to meeting with you again next week on Inside New Mexico.